What's going on, man? Well, we got a little bit to talk about. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Big game coming up. Big game that we just passed. But before we talk about the game that we just saw Shea go God mode, we're going to talk about the game coming up tomorrow morning. God, it's going to be so good. 3.30 a.m. Oklahoma time, Texas time for me. And you know what? I'll be there. Yes, dude. I'm going to be, be there. there at 3.30. Dave, it'll be 4.30 your time. I mean, I can't say no to that. So right now, as we're talking, so I don't forget, I'm setting my alarm for, um, let's do 420. 420 like it is. So, Gives me 10 minutes to get going. I feel stupid right now because I'm talking uh, about a big game. I know Canada's playing. Who the fuck are we playing again? I forgot. Serbia. Serbia. Okay, so Serbia, Canada, my God. Yeah, dude. Going to the finals against the U.S. would be pretty epic, dude. I mean, like, listen, I, I think Germany would be a lot of fun. But the way that the U.S. just put away um, Italy, and Italy I wouldn't consider them the, the strongest team by any stretch of the imagination. I, I would say that Italy was probably the eighth seed and America was the one seed. So what's up, Mark? Hi. Um, so I'm more interested to see exactly what what's going to happen there. Um I think you just lost your audio. All right, um, but if you look at if you look at the idea of Canada versus America in the finals, like I, the idea of being able to play, you know, America being able to play Canada and Canada playing America is is such a cool idea that that's how far Canada has come with their their basketball program is that we're even talking about this now. I still think that Germany has a phenomenal chance. Uh, to win, but it's going to take a, a enormous game from um, Schroedem the Schroeder and uh, and uh, so on and so forth because uh, Wagner um, is great, but you you need a big game from like four or five people in order to be able to beat um, the U.S. team because they are really really good um, the other night. So if we get the dream matchup, Jared. Canada versus the U.S. Yeah, how do you think it'll go for Canada? Um, you know what though? I, I, I think that Canada matches up extraordinarily well. If you look at, if you look at down the line, um, how they're built, it's to play against America. It's guard heavy with their post players being high defensive, high IQ guys. That's what America is, you know, like guard heavy with those guys. Yes. They have a couple of tall lanky guys, but I mean, let's just be honest. I, if I'm going to pick a better defensive team, uh, the best defensive team in FIBA, I would say right now is is Canada. So if you're going Canada's defense versus um, um, USA team um, defense, I, I gotta, I gotta go with Canada's defense. You know, and so now it comes to an offensive game. You know, like I would say it's probably about even on the offensive game side. So what what Except are we seeing? Except for one one bad bad man, dude. Yeah, and and that, again. Like, but I, with that being said, is there's, you know, there's nobody on the U.S. team that has the offensive firepower. that she I, If Ant goes him. off. No, Ant does not. But I'm saying if, if Ant no. goes off, but you have to look at his games. He scored like in this tournament, he has scored like four games out of the six games under 12 points, I think. Yeah, I'm not worried about under Ant. 10 points, you know? So like, again, it's not like. And then you start looking at the, these other guys. But for me, I'm looking at it and I'm saying R.J. Barrett, you know, Ant, played a phenomenal Ant's game. Ant's going to have to play against Dort 
and yeah. um, you're going to throw out Brooks, like depending on the situation. But they got to get by Serbia, and they lost. I mean, let's just be okay. let's just be so honest. So we don't want to we don't want to look past Serbia. Yeah, let's just be honest because like they lost to the Brazil this um, earlier. So Brazil yep. was can't like look a past Serbia. Catch. Yeah, so we all can't right, look. So let's also let's talk a little bit about Serbia. What do you think about Serbia? Do you know anything about them? I don't. Um, I, I know that they have a guy that was uh, um, hit in the with an elbow in the kidney and lost his kidney during the tournament. And yeah, he was a pretty good player. I mean, I wouldn't say like he was like a star. That's um, all we know. So, but but Serbia though, I mean, if you look at Serbia in general, um, good ball. Who I mean, they're missing. I mean, they're missing a bunch of their best players. I would consider. I mean, look at but, it. who are they missing? Like, Jokic, Jokic, Poku, and Mistic. But still, and and look, still, they're there. There's there's they're there, Ooh. and you know that they're going to play a really good clean style basketball anybody at this phase of the tournament will but specifically we know there's something about the way they pass the ball in serbia uh, so yeah it's brilliant bro. let's talk about what we just saw though because that's coming up at 3 30 tomorrow i'll be there dave will be there live stream the event well not actually there we'll be here join us yes. but um we just saw shay do something that was pretty spectacular lou dort was all up in that business luka Doncic. And Brooks both get ejected back to back plays. Back to back. What bro. a game, dude. Well, I, I, I got to say, uh, Luca would not have been ejected in the NBA for what he oh, yeah, said. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. What I would like to see is he get technicals for doing shit like that in the NBA because I think yeah. it cleaned up the act. Like, it, like here's the thing I want to see Brooks get more technicals. I want to see, like, I want to see Luca get more technicals. I want to see people get or be held accountable for their actions in the NBA. And I think that that's something that the FIBA does. They hold it accountable. Like, how many times have we seen a player go like, oh my God, and like run, right? Which we see all the time in the NBA to protest a, protest a call. And they get teed up here. Like, and guess what happened? Towards the tournament, everything started getting cleaned up, all the junk, all the stupid shit. It started getting cleaned up, you know? And, and, and that's what I want to see in the NBA. I'm so sick of this like new school crying bitch ass stupid ass motherfucking shit bro like be a fucking man out there if you don't like a call say i don't fucking like that call this is why now like, you know like what the fuck is that shit come on man you're in a man's league i do appreciate the way they don't let everybody get away with it in fiba i don't think it's bad to throw dylan brooks out but in that moment when dylan brooks got thrown out we were pissed um, it was scary because yes like Canada had a good lead. They ended up winning the game by a fair amount. But the way that that game boiled down, bro, I mean, it was it was intense. It was crazy. It, was it felt like as soon as Brooks was out, it was like, who's going to stop Luca? Of course, you know, Dort was out there, but Dort had four fouls. So how much? And they only give five fouls in that spot. So how much can Dort really do against a guy like Luca, who already has such a big advantage and he can't play physical? Yeah, and then Luca gets thrown out but shay all the while is the just showing the polar opposite of what luca is mm. and as far as like just the whiny side i know like, shay didn't get the beautiful calls. man shay got a few calls down the stretch but they weren't automatic like it how just wasn't times, how many times have you and i in a way compared shay and luca saying we would rather have shay on our team than luca and if it's just looking at the defensive aspect and the attitude aspect you mm -hmm. know like like Shay so many can times. Score. That's all we say, dude. Shay can score and pass the ball incredibly well. Luca can score and pass the ball probably slightly better. And I'm just being straight up honest. Okay. But Luca, we watched 
player after player. I mean, R.J. Barrett went around Luca like four times. You would have never seen R.J. Barrett go around that was, Shea. That ever. was the matchup that R.J. needed to get his game back. I know, back and he was just like, boom, boom. And it was like, holy shit, like, who's guard? Oh, that was Luca. Uh, R.J. the all-star against Yeah, Luka. and again, like, to me, like, like so much of the game, of the old school game, is, is players like Steph Curry that can just shoot the lights out and gets protected and all this other stuff. And the NBA wants him breaking all these records, right? That's cool. But he, if he played defense along with that and played a high-end defense... You know, like things would be different, you know, like that's what I love about this Oklahoma City Thunder team is that we don't have players that are just good at shooting. I mean, we do have that, but they're not just good at shooting. Isaiah Joe doesn't just go out there and shoot. He goes out there and gets steals. He gets uh, offensive charges, um, takes offensive charges. Like he does every little thing. Oh, and he shoots. J-Dub shoots and plays defense, right? Shea shoots and plays defense, gets to the hole and plays defense, gets a physical aspect in there. Oh, and he plays defense. He had like four steals in the last like two games. You know, like this is what's going on. Like I, the old school mentality that a better player is whoever's better at offense, right? Is that old school mentality. And we're watching this happen right in front of us that this, hey, you know what? You want to be the best player in the league? You want to be the best? guard in the league you want to be the best post player in the league well you got to do defense and offense you can't just rely on your offensive game anymore that's bullshit that's half-assing it that's carmelo anthony we don't want that shit dude i gotta i gotta tell you bro like it was probably three or four years ago we started talking about how we felt like shay could become one of the best players in the league and how we wouldn't trade him for anybody and there's a lot of people even people who like the thunder who really felt like if you could trade Shea for Zion or Luca, those are the two players you have to do it for. And I think we're at this point where we've thoroughly solved that discussion. No, ever. And Shea is still accelerating his game. What we've seen from him is already something else. Like he's the best player on a team that really might be the best team left in the in the tournament. We'll see. We'll see. There's four teams left. We'll see what happens. Okay, but like. It's different than what we saw from a guy like KD in 2010, who was the best player on the best team, but the best team by far. Yeah. And really, it was just a matter of, like, can they play their game? He was Mm -hmm. that elite. Whereas, like, Shea is, like, taking an up-and-coming team on the world stage, right? Mm. And saying, like, I can put this team on my back and I can carry us to the promised land. That's it. Like, I do believe that, like, there's a difference. And I think a lot of people would say, up to this point, KD... If you were to pick KD or Shea, yeah. you know, at 24, you really have to stick with KD at this point. But I'm past that, dude. What I've seen from Shea of being able to take a young and upcoming team and put them on his back is different than I always saw KD be able to take the front runners and lead them where they wanted to go. Yeah, Shea dude. can take the underdogs and take them there. You're right. And that to me is what makes them different. So I'm at the point where Shea. Out of every Thunder player we've ever had in history, Shea is by far the number one player you'd want to build your team around. And there's no doubt. Yeah, and 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 to me, like I I, I dreaded even saying that and even thinking that um, because of KD. Like I, I look back and I would say, man, I would love to build a team around KD uh, to restart and build a team just around KD. You know, like it would be insane. You could do some great things with that. But now looking at it, like seeing how Sam Presti has learned, you know. And uh, it's beautiful, man. Like, and, and, and seeing how he has built this team truly around Shea to be part of it. And instead of 
like having Shay in the middle, right? And everybody's like, okay, Shea, like Luca of sorts, like Shay's in the middle. The ball always touches Shay's hand. He's always in a part of everything, you know? Like Shay is out in the perimeter, right? Passing the ball around with everybody else. There's no middle guy in this team. There's no I in this team. And I think it's a, a powerful thing. You know, Jared said Luca looks like he likes, loves cake, right, Mark? And I think about Borgor, you know, Miley Cyrus, bro. And it's right, the bro. thing that always comes to my mind when someone's like, Luca looks like he loves cake. Because guess what? Bitches love cake. All right, bro. <laughs> All right. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now, <laughs> I'm out, dude. All right. I, you know, I, I, I'm just again. It's the team that's built that we're seeing now, and and a lot of people thought that this would be the last year that this team would be tanking. This year it would be building, rebuilding. You know, right? And we watched that a year jump ahead of to what a lot of experts or even um, Thunder podcasts were were you know saying. So we watched that jump ahead like that. And now I'm looking back and I'm saying, how far can this team advance from where they're at last year? And, and something you said that I just wrote you in a text that I want to reiterate was um, Shay Gildas Alexander. Will, you said if he takes us to the promised land, Shay Gildas Alexander will take us to the promised land because he has that mentality. We're going to watch it on display when he is going to be stepping up in this, the Canada game uh, against Serbia tomorrow morning. We're going to watch it on Sunday morning when it happens yet again, and he's playing against the United States or Germany, and he's going to dominate. And everybody's going to say, yeah, this reminds me of a player that All dominated right. the world for a decade, and nobody really, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. What was that player's name again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan, motherfuckers. Because so the, that's what he does. That's what I wanted to talk about. Right before I forgot, honestly, no no, no lie. That's exactly what I was thinking about when I was going to bring this up. All right, so there was, Shea put up, I forget, dude. Honestly, it's it's like Shea puts up 30. Like, whatever. Yeah, he just put up 30. Who yeah. cares, dude? Like, <laughs> but what he did that closed the game out against um, Luca and, help me out, dude. I always get the country wrong, and I'm, I'm thoroughly embarrassed. Oh, I haven't Slovenia. Okay, Sylvania. Slovenia and Serbia, we played them both, and it, okay. it confused the shit out of me until okay, I sat so, so in my car. Here's games. what closed out the game. It wasn't Shea yeah. putting the pedal to the metal and scoring. Mm-mm. Shea put his work in from the scoring perspective when the team was having a drought in like that late third quarter, early fourth quarter. He, he accelerates, right? And then all of a sudden, he's drawn so much gravity that he relied on the pass to close out the game. And bro, it reminded me exactly of Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that transition that he, everybody talks about it. Everybody talks about MJ. He goes from, you know, scoring 60 in the playoffs or something to realizing like he's got to get the other guys. And for what I saw around Shea was like ultimate trust in his teammates. And that trust was contagious. He wasn't forcing shots. his teammates started playing at a higher level because they had no four shots. And when Shea needed to, when he had uh, advantage, when he, the team needed a bucket, he went and got it. But other than that, he used his gravity to create for his teammates. He wasn't even tired at the end of the game Yeah, because of that. Yeah. Whereas I've seen him come out and just be exhausted at the end of the games because like that wasn't there. Yeah. Like he's evolved. This has happened this year. This is not something that we've seen in the NBA before this evolution. We've seen him close out games, but it's different. And, and you know, who's watching right now, hmm. 
Josh motherfucking Giddy, bro. And he's sitting there being like, I will be there for him every minute because I see what Shea needs. I'm on the sideline and I wish I could be. Of course, he doesn't wish he could suit up for Canada, but he wishes he could be playing next to Shea right now. And I think that's where we're at and what's going to happen. And bro, the season is so close. It's right around the corner. I know. And and, and, like, it's to me, was it a month and a week or something like that away from uh, um, um, preview games or the um, preseason? So, like we're right there, and 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 to me, there's if you're not involved right now with the Oklahoma State Thunder, if you don't know what's going on, it's crazy. Because I'm telling you, if you gave me the option, do we want SGA in the Oklahoma City Thunder team versus that Canada team in SGA? Who would win? Every single time, without blinking, I'm telling you guys, it would be the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's where we're gonna leave, it, bro. That I gotta is get how out here good early, this dude. Canada team is, and that's how good this Oklahoma City Thunder team is. It's crazy, man. Guys, I'm sorry I got to get out early, but that's where it's at. So join us if you can, if you've got the balls to wake up at 3.30. If not, that's fine. Watch the rerun, baby. See you guys tomorrow. Peace.